mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Lines open, by the way, 303-477-5600. We'll keep going on our trailer discussion here after we get Randy taken care of. Randy, what's going on, sir? Hey, I hate to do double phone calls, but I'm not remembering things as well. I'm getting a little older. Uh, Anyway, when we get to the EPR, uh, I wanted to put that in on my next oil change. Uh, I know if you put too much oil, you know, I've heard, you know, you know, you get that foaming and whatever have you, and it's just not a good idea. Um, flip side of that coin, I don't know if that's a 12 or 15 ounce can, but by the book, this vehicle takes six quarts, and when they get done doing it, it's, you know, maybe maybe an eighth of an inch over the stick. I don't care about that. And no one, no one who I've ever went to is going to sit there and let the oil drain for 20 or 30 minutes and get it all out. So is it... Better to go five and a half quarts and add that, or just go ahead and put in the six quarts, and then I'm going to have probably approximately half a quart over. The EPR? Right. EPR is put in before you do the oil change. Right, but I mean, the total consumption, you know, if I got an eighth of an inch over it and you put in 12, 15 ounces, now I'm, you know, maybe approximately half a quart over, and I don't really want that much oil in there. So do I put in five and a half quarts and add that to it? That'll bring me up close enough to six and not worry about it? Or do I just go ahead and do the oil change? I'm not sure I'm following you, Randy. You're talking about the MOA? Because the MOA, which is the BG additive at the oil, you know, after the oil change is done, is a pint can and not changing the level on the oil enough to, to mess with it. The EPR goes in prior, and it doesn't matter what it says on the stick at that point. It's, 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 doesn't, it's irregardless. It doesn't make any difference. It's, it's yeah. there as a cleaning agent. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the stick says. Right, I think it was the uh, the MOA. I, I yeah, the MOA is not going to raise it on the stick enough to even notice it. Yeah, I, I thought the I thought the one of them went in the in the crank, one went in the gas tank. So I'm talking about the one. No, gas tank is 44k. Uh, crank okay. case is going to be either either MOA, which is a uh, motor oil additive done with a fresh oil change. You put that in with the fresh oil, all the same quantity right. you would normally do. The EPR, the engine performance restoration for you and everybody else listening, that's a decarbonization, sort of a cleaning of the inside of the engine at the time of the oil change done 10 minutes prior to the oil change. Okay. But both of those will go in the crank. Is one better than the other? Or are they both kind of in the same ballpark? Not, not either, neither one are the same. Three different things we just mentioned. 44K oh, yeah, is in the gas tank, which cleans carbon yep. on the fuel side. Yep. Whatever the fuel touches, 44K yep. does a job of cleaning. Right. 
EPR goes in the crankcase prior to the oil change and is a cleaning agent of the oil and what it touches inside of the engine, sort of a decarbonizing of wherever oil runs through a passage, hits the pistons, that sort of thing. The MOA is just a treatment for the fresh oil you're putting back in the engine at the oil change. So I'm going to want the EP, the, the, the one in the middle you said, not the MOA, the other one, the ERP. Depends on what you're trying to accomplish, Randy. Well, I'm trying to clean the inside of the engine a little bit. If you're going to clean it, the EPR, yes. Okay, EPR. Uh, again, now, should I go five and a half quarts and add that? or? or and, Rand, add no, that? I don't That'll think you're following. Over. For some reason, you're not following me. EPR is added at the time you're going to change the oil prior to him. You let the engine fully warm up for about 10 minutes, then change the oil. It comes out that quickly. It's not oh, staying in the engine. Okay. So I want the MOA then. That way I'll put it. That's a treatment yeah. for the new oil that goes back in the engine. Okay. But I guess I guess what I'm trying to say here is if, if what if I end up you know with half a quart over that's not a good idea. You won't because it's only a pint. Am I right, Bobby? It's a pint. Am I saying that correctly? It's, it's very minimal. It's, generally, it's not we'll much, right? Add it in okay. with. You, you know, won't be over. Course, you won't notice. Right. Anything. I'm not going to get the foam or what have you. Or no. That. No. The MOA no. actually helps keep that down. Okay. By the yeah. way, it's got anti-foaming uh-huh. in it. Okay. I just didn't want to go over. I don't care if I'm a little under, but that's why I said five and a half. Add it or just do my six. No, you. Not going to matter. You're not going to notice it. It's not going to create any problems for the engine. Okay. All right. Well, we cleared that up. No, I'm uh, glad we did. So. I got to explain that to everybody else as well. So the and, and by the way, all those products we just mentioned, I should have been more clear on that. BG, which is one of our great sponsors, go to their website, bgprod.com. And by the way, all of what I just explained there is is all there and, and all of their other products, which, by the way, we, we, we tend to talk about two or three products on here. BG's got a litany of products, including things for your motorcycle and RV and you name it. I mean, they've got chain lube, they, I mean, whatever you can think of. Carb cleaner, brake clean, you name it. They've got everything you can imagine. Just go check out the website because literally there isn't a, a chemical uh, type product in, in the automotive world that, by the way, all sorts of other uses as well around the house and so on, there isn't really a product they don't make. So fuel treatment, gas, diesel, uh, they've got two-stroke oil, they've got, like I just said, chain lube, they've got all the aerosols, they've got window cleaner. Uh, what am I missing, Jeff and, and Bobby? I mean... They even have motor oil, so I yeah, mean, it just... I, you, you decide what you need, and BG pretty much has got the product and they've been by the way we don't talk about this enough 50 years of innovation so they've been around for 50 years and yes i can remember just about all 50 of those years because when i was a kid growing up in the dealership and my dad ran the parts department which is where kind of the bg thing starts always in a dealership i can remember my dad coming home with you know bg pens and screwdrivers and little jackets and so on and so my familiarity with bg has literally been for that entire 50 years i yep. i grew they, up they've been uh, around a while grew up around their products and do they work absolutely all right let's take a quick break we'll get some calls in 303-477-5600 drive radio klz 560 At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. 
From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And NAPA parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 NAPA auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at NAPA, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the NAPA auto parts store nearest you, go to NAPAonline.com. NAPA, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. A special treat now for all of you listening, Warren and Cheyenne. What's up? Hi, brother. What's up? Good hearing from you. How are you, do- how are you doing? I would be a lot better if you'd quit sending your stinking wind down here. Boy, that's for sure. <laughs> would you stop? Enough's well, enough. What was it? Well, we can't, Every day the stinking wind blows. I think I live in Cheyenne. Yeah. Hey, it's nice and calm up here. <laughs> yeah, it's all down here. 
That's good. Hey, my fault. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. That's a good point. No, but I just wanted to tell you, I got my uh, weld rig down to uh, General Air at my buddy's, and uh, what a nice rig. I heard you. But, so uh, I heard I, you got it up for sale. Yeah, I put it up for sale. Some, some another listener knows you told me that. And uh, it's on Craigslist too. Okay. But uh, man, that is one outrageous rig. I almost hate to give it up, but I'm going. What are you going to do with it? Yeah, I know. I've got some of those items as well. I need to start making decisions on Warren. <laughs> Me too. It's like, why, why am I keeping this? I am not doing anything with it. Why? Why do I still have it? There you go. I hear you. No, it's reasonably priced, so and uh, it'll be fine. So anybody but listening, one... real quick, Warren. So anybody listening that would like a really great truck. All outfitted, ready to go, done, handled, everything on it you need. In fact, some of you guys thinking about starting a welding business or something. There's your guy right there, yep. right, Warren? But I got a crazy trailer story for you. Let's hear it. <laughs> this was back in the, in the 90s. And uh, I'm, I'm living in a steamboat. And I get a call from my buddy at the station. He said, Warren, would you look at this... Uh, RV and boat situation. He's got a cracked bumper. I said, yeah, send him down. So the guy comes down, and uh, my dad and I are looking at it, and I had to start laughing. (laughs) And the guy goes, why are you laughing? And I told him, I said, look, uh, mister, this is a bumper guard. It's not tied into your frame. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I said, whoever put this hitch on here ought to be shot. He said, well, what? Can you can you fix it? And I said, yeah, I could, but I won't. Not unless I do it right. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, well, what will happen if I just weld up that crack? And I said, you're going to see, you're going to be going down a pass, and you're going to see your boat pass you. So at any rate, so at any rate. That would not be a good day either. (laughs) Oh, this guy knew nothing about it. It was a brand new Aerostream RV. Wow. And the boat was brand new. And I told him, I said, look. It'll take me a day to do it, come back tomorrow, get you a hotel room, and at least you'll be safe. Yep. So. Well, Warren, is that that old saying, he had more money than sense? Yeah, this guy had no idea what he was doing. Or that, that comes under the heading of, boy, did they see you coming. Oh, that too. <laughs> that too. I think he was from California. Oh, there you go. Um, okay. I need say no At more. At any rate, just wanted to say hi. You're a good man, you Warren. Are. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend, too. We appreciate yep. you calling. So everybody listening, Warren's good. Yep. Got, got to hear from him every now and again. Marilyn, you are next. Hello. I want to know about... Are you there? We are here. Yep. Go ahead, Marilyn. All right. I've got an 05 and also an 06 Mercury. Okay. 
Grand Marquis Mercury's. Okay. But the uh, 06, well, I don't know why it makes a difference on the A on the 06. But anyway, in a high-power car wash, the water gets down in the back of the trunk lid somehow. I don't know why. It's the same as the 05 that does not happen to, but it just gets the trunk all wet. It okay. just goes right through that. I can't figure out why it's doing it. Trunk seals. Yeah, it sounds like a bad trunk seal or yep. possibly the trunk lid's out of alignment and it's not sealing properly. Yeah. Have you looked at the rubber uh, the rubber weather strip, Maryland, to make sure that it's not pinched anywhere or there's not a gap in it, anything like that? Have not looked at that, no. That's easy even even for you, just you know, open the trunk. Check mm-hmm. that gasket. That that's it's a rubber uh, weather mm-hmm. stripping. We call it. Look all around the trunk, and you should be able to see all these. Especially a car of that age, it should be rubbing a little bit of a black mark on the underside of the trunk lid. If it's not, it's not tight enough. And then back to what Bobby said a moment ago, it may just not be tight enough. Yeah, there there has to be one on there back there. There has to be, and I'm guessing it's leaking past that. Or mm-hmm. the other thing that happens is sometimes they'll slip out of their channel, you know, yep. the channel that they that they mm-hmm. slip into, and sometimes getting luggage in and out or whatever. Sometimes that can get dislodged, and if mm-hmm. that's the case, then it won't seal properly either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's something you can you can look at yourself. That's not hard to do. Yeah, and if uh, something is. Uh, Something else is wrong there. Well, and if it's just slid out of place, you can typically just put it right back in. It's not that difficult to put that back on the little channel. Um, it, it, once you see it, you'll know kind of what I'm talking about there. And, again, I'm, I'm yeah. guessing, but there's got to be something with the seal that's got a problem. It, if it's there and you take and put, like, a piece of typing paper or copier paper in there, mm-hmm. shut the trunk. If you can pull that paper out, your seals are not sealing up against the trunk lid in the old days we used to well collision shops still do this maryland a dollar bill is what works the best yeah. for that because sure they don't they. tear yeah yeah I'll tr- and I'll if you can pull the dollar bill out it's not tight enough if it sticks and you can't pull it it's good yeah mm-hmm. you might have to do that in several different yeah, you just spots check it all around but if dollar bill won't slide out <clears throat> it's good if it does slide it's not tight mm-hmm. enough I won't even bother with the 05 because it, yeah, it does not have the problem. Right. Yep. And But I'm going to try that first with okay. the paper. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Marilyn. No, appreciate it very much. Yeah, for all of you listening, that that's an old kind of kind of uh, body shop collision center trick. If you want to check the door seals or trunk seal or anything along those lines, by the way, it's true even on your refrigerator or anything, a dollar bill, just you just slip it in, shut it. If it pulls out, it's not tight enough. If you can't pull it, you know, with, with a little bit of force, then it's and again the reason why we use dollars is because they won't tear. They pulling straight on them, they won't tear like a regular piece of paper will, and it's just an easy way to to make yeah. that check. So for you young guys, that means you have to carry cash. See, cash? Say, What's that? Cash. Cash. It's something else most, the government didn't want you cash. to have. Yeah, most people don't even take it anymore. <laughs> cash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark in Strasburg. What's going on, sir? Yes, I've got a 2003 Tacoma V6. I'm looking to buy an RV. Uh, tell, I don't have the towing package, so it says I can get uh, 3,000 pounds, 3,300 pounds. I was going to say, so what, can, what RV are you looking for? Because it's not going to tow much, Mark. 
Okay. Well, I was looking just for a small one for me and my wife. But if I get a towing package, which is uh, I've told talked to Toyota, and that's a, a transmission cooler and a oil cooler, I can tow up to five thousand pounds. Good luck. <laughs> I'm being serious. That truck won't haul five thousand pounds. I no. don't care what they say. It, it doesn't have enough. A, it doesn't have enough power. B, it doesn't have enough. You know, frame and suspension for five thousand pounds. And it'll be a gutless wonder at that. Uh, I would think 2,500, 3,000 pounds max. And I know a lot of Tacoma lovers are going to hate me for that. But, folks, no, it's it's not. That that truck's not made for 5,000 pounds, Mark, period. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. I mean, I'm looking at this thing, and it's not, I mean, it's not built for like that. So. It's not. So a maximum of 3,000 pounds, that's if I've got the, the towing package with it. And um, Correct. Uh, is that gross vehicle weight or no? The three thousand on that would be, you know, if you, for example, pop up camper can it haul a you know twenty five hundred, three thousand pound pop up camper or one of the. And keep in mind too, this is something else we should have mentioned. I'm glad you brought this up, Mark, because a lot of things folks forget about as well in the trailer end of things is it's not just the weight of the trailer when you're rolling down the road. Now we've got. Are, you know, we've got big semis we're passing. There's a vacuum they create when yep. you go by them. We've got side, you know, crosswinds, headwinds. The larger the trailer, as far as how it flows through the air, in other words, the bigger the box is, the more you need up front to pull it. The more streamlined the trailer is, well, then, of course, the easier it is to haul around. So even a little larger, in your case, a little larger pop-up camper where everything's nice and flat when you're towing it would actually be as easy to haul as, as a big square RV that might weigh the same or less. Yep. So, so we've been we've been looking at these hybrid ca- uh, trailers. The high lows. Uh, yes. Well, not the high lows. That the, they pop up. They're regular size height, but they pop up to tents on the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the, the, I call them pop up campers or tent trailers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The, by the way, they're yeah. great. So that. So if I get the towing package, then yeah, and if you if you found one of those in that, you know, keep in mind, even with those, you got to be careful because by the time you add load of water, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of those you can put all of your luggage and that kind of stuff in the back of it, propane and so Groceries, on. The whole so I would always allow about five hundred pounds for the things that I just mentioned on top of whatever the trailer weighs. So. Uh, I, I should probably stay under uh, thirty three hundred pounds gross vehicle weight with everything loaded on. On that, I would, yeah. I, even though Toyota says yep. more, that's where I would stay. Okay. And on that, you're going to want a uh, anti sway device on that. I, 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 especially as lightweight as the Tacoma is in the back, I would, yes. And if they don't want to sell you that, I would run away because <laughs> they don't care about you. Yeah, and 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 again, Mark, this is real quick too for everybody listening. That's one of those items, too. Check around on that device because, like Arvada West over here, uh, you know, Bobby and the guys, some of those devices he will be able to sell you as inexpensively as you can buy from the trailer company trying to sell you the add-ons because they're going to make a lot of money on the add-ons where Bobby's going to sell it to you for whatever the price is. Okay, so Arvada West, what's that? Uh, Arvada West Truck and Auto. And granted, you're in Strasburg, but they're in Arvada, but still worth the drive over for you. Okay. And, and by the way, Extreme out in, in Parker, um, which is closer to you as well, either one of those those shops that we've got could do that for you. Not all of our shops do, you know, the trailer-type work, but Extreme and Arvada West both do. Okay, I hope my wife is listening. So She told me to call you. 
Well, I appreciate you doing that, Mark, very much. If you've got any other questions, too, even outside of this, email me, whatever. be happy to help you. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Let's take David in before the bottom of the hour. David, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, How's it going? Good, David. You coming from the Air Force Base? Yeah. Are you in the service? Air Force Base in Rapid City. No, I'm actually watching the Bear Show. Well, well out here today. that's all right, too. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, so my question is, is I got a 2011 Sierra 1500. Okay. That um, cruise control, like if it sits for a while and you get into it, it don't work. But you stop and shut it off and like go to the store and get back in it and it starts working. It, it happened to us on the way to Rapid City from Windsor because we live in Windsor. Okay, so on, you know what could be causing that? When you first get into it, when you first start the vehicle and go out for that first drive, the cruise control is not engaging for you at all. Right, and then if we stop it and like get gas and get back in, it just starts working. Okay, and what type of vehicle was it, sir? It's a 2011 Sierra. Sure. SLT. Okay. GMC. Yeah. So a lot of those are GMC. electronic. Um, a little bit more integrated than your your older systems there. Um, So there could potentially be something, some conditions not being met for it to engage. Mm -hmm. I'd be a little bit curious about that. ABS will lock those out. Do you think there'd be code in there somewhere? Um, Generally, if there's a fault in the system, it will throw a code. That might be able to point you in the right direction there. Any any lights on, David? Yeah. No, I get no, no. Okay. No, no check engine light, nothing like that. I would, I would probably take it in and have it scanned by somebody that's got a good scanner, because you could have a transmission code that doesn't show up on the uh, as far as turning on the light, and that'll that'll take out the cruise control as well. And then would it reset sometimes? Like if you turn the key off and it doesn't pick it up, yes. I see. Okay, yeah, uh, that's what I was going to kind of, the way I was going to go anyway, actually. Uh, so the other thing I got to say is I got I got an old farmer friend that lives out in eastern Colorado. And I, I was talking to him the other day. He wants to get his Harley worked on. So he's going to put a uh, hitch on his vet, his 69 vet, and tow his Harley to love one to get it worked on. Um. I mean, guys back in those days used to do those things. I, I wouldn't, especially if this. Uh, well, the Corvette and that of that vintage is going to keep going up and up and up in value. The last thing I would want to do is is hurt that value by putting a trailer hitch on it because you will. Yeah, you got you got to know this guy. He don't really care about the value. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> he, he, he's an old farmer lives out by crook and yeah. He has no other farm. You know, vehicles to tow that Harley around with? Yeah, I said, I said you got all kinds of trucks. He says, oh, it'd be fun to do it like that. <laughs> More power to him, I guess. Whatever. I mean, it'll do it because yeah, you know, it doesn't weigh that much, so whatever. Yeah. All right, well, I'll let you go. All right, Thanks David, I appreciate it very much. Here. That would not be my first choice, by the way, but hey. Stranger things have happened. Ron and Inglewood, hang tight. Mark, you as well. One line open, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. 
Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Guys on the phone, hang tight. Ron, uh, Marianne, and Mark. Ron is next. Ron, go ahead, sir. What's going on? How you doing, John? Good. Welcome, Ron. 
I've got a uh, 2001 Cadillac Seville SLS, and uh, it runs great when you first start it, and after about 20 minutes when it warms up fully, then you get a misfire. The engine starts running real rough. It's got an 0300 uh, random misfire code. Okay. Then it's also got a uh, an 0410 code on it too. Are you reading that with a generic uh, OBD2 scanner? It's the one that's on the car itself on the dash. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's got the built-in built-in yeah. scanner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it only this is only when it's no. I guess the next question, is it consistent when it's warm it misses, Ron? Yes. Yeah, when when it warms up, it runs terrible. Okay, but fine cold. And uh, it's fine when it's cold. It runs great when you first start it in the morning. When's the last time you had it tuned up? Oh, probably about... Uh, been a couple of years, but I don't drive very much. Okay. How many miles are on it, Ron? Total. About 137. 137, okay. I did take it down to AutoZone to see if they could read the codes. Yeah. They didn't show any uh, cylinders, you know, that were okay. misfiring. Well, and the 410s an air system code, you know, uh, emissions code. Mm -hmm. uh, possible those are related i'm guessing they are because when it's getting the misfire it's probably putting out more emissions well it is putting out more emissions than it should be therefore that's probably overworking the air system which if it's not doing what it's supposed to that's why that's setting that code as well so the misfire and what you got to figure out on that is it a misfire from the electric side or is it a misfire from the fuel side in other words is it ignition or is it fuel right and that that you've got to get not just a, not just a code reader, but an actual full bore scanner where somebody can look at it, read what's going on with each with each cylinder, uh, where is the misfire coming from, are all the injectors firing properly? On and on we go. Mm -hmm. So they have to check the injectors and everything. Correct. Okay, what what about the coil packs? Could that cause? Could it? be could yes. Be. Could very well be. And on that car, if it's got one bad, you do all of them. Right. Well, this is all, you know, it's uh, two packs, front and back. Yep. yep. I, I would, for the age of the car and the miles, I, Ron, as maintenance, I'd probably just do the coil packs, period, just to get that out of the way. Do the coil packs. And, and that might fix it. Mm -hmm. I had a, a deal a couple, two, three years ago, a miss, and uh, I changed the coil pack and uh, the next day started it up and it was missing again turned out to be the number six spark plug yeah i was just going to say plugs yeah. will do the same thing yeah they'll do the same yeah thing. sure will yeah so you think that's the thing to do is the coil pack well i just know well, age and miles yes as, as, a, as more of a maintenance item than anything mm -hmm. it may or may not fix the miss you could have another bad spark plug for example yeah right and that uh that air pump deal what what could that be like? I would solenoid? get the mist fixed first and see if that goes away before I did anything. I wouldn't yeah. worry about that till the mist is fixed. Okay, I'll give that a try. I sure appreciate. You bet, Ron. Help. 
Thank you very much for calling. I appreciate that very much. And Mark and Wiggins, you're next. Mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, so I've had a question um, on my mind for a while, but I, this seems to be the appropriate time to ask. Sure. Um, so I've got a couple of vehicles that have, like, the uh, Class 4, Class 5 hitch mm-hmm. on the frame, which, you know, uses the uh, receiver-type uh, mm-hmm. connection for the ball. Correct. Uh, and, and I've used that, and I feel comfortable with that. Well, I've also got other vehicles, like, a, uh, for example, this 1987 C30, it has just a bumper with a ball on it, and uh, you know it's a steel steel bumper mm-hmm. uh, with a with a weight rating on uh-huh. on it stamped into it. They did back then. I'm just I'm just concerned that do do they have the same towing capability between the two? No. 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 Now, can you haul a you know light duty utility trailer on the bumper of that C30? You could. Um, Yes, and a lot of guys back then, back in those days would. But, I mean, it had to be a pretty lightweight trailer. If it's got any significance to it at all, you want to use a receiver hitch. Okay, that's that's exactly what I needed to know. Because I, I thought about using it for, like, maybe a camper, uh, which is like a – what we've got is like a 3,000-pound camper Max 5. Um, but I thought maybe it would be a bad idea to use the bumper. Yeah, use bumper a receiver hitch, hitch for that. Then a receiver hitch. Okay, you got it. perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. You're very welcome, Mark. I appreciate it. And real quick, let's get Marianne, then I'm going to explain the differences in a lot of these hitches and things that are out there as well for for folks. So, Marianne, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. I have a 2011 uh, Nissan Altima. And is it going to hurt my engine if I mix uh, 85 and 87? No. Not at all. Because I get it cheaper up here. You do whatever works for you. You can run either or. And what you have to look at, and this is for everybody listening, by the way, every vehicle and driver will respond differently to some of the premium grades of fuel. And what we found, even, you know, Dorsey at Arvada West back in the day, he had a little minivan that they owned. And in that particular vehicle, he could always get the best fuel economy with mid-grade. So even though the price of the fuel then was higher for mid-grade, still is today, the fuel economy difference was enough to pay for the mid-grade, and it all worked out. Every one of you out there needs to kind of do your own testing on which grade of fuel is giving you the best fuel economy, then do the math and figure out what works best. Got it. Thanks, John. It won't hurt it either way, no matter what you're doing there, Marianne, so I appreciate it. All right, before the break, let's real quick explain the difference in hitches, because I know this seems second nature to a lot of people, but there's some out there that really don't know the difference in all of the different hitch applications that are out there. Mark's question just now reminded me of that. So yes, in the old days, we had actual bumper pull trailer hitches, I guess you would call them, or you'd put the trailer on the bumper. And those bumper pull hitches, um, or bumper hitches, I should say, Master Guard, some of the companies back then, they had a rating on what the bumper itself would pull. Keep in mind, those bumpers are in, in those particular cases on those trucks back then. There's typically two or three bolts on each side of the frame from the bumper that goes into the side of the frame, and then you've got the bumper hanging there, and you put the trailer on. That's essentially all it's holding everything on. That's it. There's nothing else there that's holding anything up. So, again, really, really lightweight trailer. They would work for that. Next step, they made a light-duty receiver hitch, even for some smaller cars that typically had a two-inch or, no, inch-and-a-half, I think it was, uh, receiver hitch. And it was mainly made for very, very, very 
lightweight trailers, but really they were designed for ski racks, bike racks, and the like. And even then, you had to be careful you didn't overload and put too many bikes or too many whatever on that, or the basket racks and things like that. You had to make sure you didn't put too much on those because, again, uh, most of these cars that those went on are all unibody. There's Mm -hmm. no frame. You're bolting it to the unibody, and there's not a lot there. And, yes, over the years I've seen unibodies get torn by the hitch having too much weight on it, bikes and so on, and it actually tears the unibody. So that's that type of hitch. The next one is what Mark just said, class four, class five. I think even now, are they calling the the two and a half inch receivers sixes? I don't even know what they classify those at. Are they still fives? I don't remember. They're just bigger. A lot of the newer big heavy duty trucks, uh, you know, three quarter ton, one ton trucks have got a two and a half inch receiver where if you're going to use a two inch, you put a a slip-in uh, box, if you would, that sizes things a down shim. to where you can run. Yeah, it's a shim, basically, where you can run a regular two-inch receiver. But uh, there's even some two-and-a-half-inch receivers out there running around uh, today. Uh, so that's that's a basically they, they used to call that an equalizer uh, hitch. It goes up along the frame rail, uh, typically extends you know up the rail quite a ways to where it's distributing the weight of whatever's going to be on that trailer hitch across the frame rail. It's not just mounted in one point. And that's a receiver hitch. Bumper pull typically is what we call the trailer that would go behind a receiver hitch. Bumper pull, pinnel hitch, all those kind of things. Next step, we have a regular gooseneck. So goosenecks are typically on uh, horse trailers and equipment trailers. What I've learned lately, though, is there's a lot of companies out there that RVs typically have a fifth wheel. And by the way, I don't know why the RV world went to a small fifth wheel plate. It's basically a miniaturized semi-fifth wheel that they make smaller, and you use that to haul an RV with. And why the RV industry went that direction, I I never have understood. What's starting to happen now, kind of as a trend, because... Uh, fifth wheel plates in the back of a truck take take up a ton of room inside the actual bed of the truck. In fact, takes up most of the bed of the truck when you have a fifth wheel plate back there. So now there's a new trend where there are companies out there making a gooseneck adapter that actually goes on the fifth wheel of the RV, allowing to use the gooseneck on the truck, so the ball in the in the bed that's all mounted to a frame and everything, of course, mounted into the frame of the truck. But they've made an adapter where you can put a gooseneck adapter onto the fifth wheel itself. It, it mounts onto the, the trailer itself, thereby allowing you to use a gooseneck and getting a lot of your interior space in the bed back. And from what I've understood and even some reviews I've seen, a lot of the guys that are using the gooseneck end of it versus the fifth wheel actually like it better than the fifth wheel. They feel there's less movement going back and forth. You don't have the pin inside the hole moving around. Literally, the gooseneck coupler goes right on top of the big ball. And most of the guys that are making the conversion swear by it. They love it. Now, I've not had any experience doing that. In fact, the majority of my experience is all gooseneck. That's kind of where all of my experience hauling stuff has come from because I've never owned a big fifth wheel travel trailer. It's just not nothing I've ever owned. That's not me. I like the goosenecks because of the ease of hookup. Everything's there. I can see it. I trust it. It, It's heavy. It's strong. They claim, though, that the ride quality, this was the claim back in the day, that the fifth wheel plates would give a better ride quality on the whole assembly than what the goosenecks were. Although, with the newer devices where you can put some air cushions even in the almost like airbags on the gooseneck hitch assembly itself now, they've eliminated a lot of that harshness that the gooseneck used to give you and that's where a lot of these guys have converted over and they love it well with the fifth wheel they could slide that fifth wheel plate move it 
Correct. Uh, just for weight. Correct. That was the other reason they'd use those. Yeah. But, but again, when by the time most guys figure out where that needs to be and they do the conversion, they're opening all their bed space back up yep. and, no, uh, I, and they're loving it. And I'd never really thought much about that until recently when I've seen some of these conversions, but a lot of guys are doing that. So that's the difference in all the ones that you see out there. You know, we could have a long discussion on which is better. Not going to go there. I'm just giving you what all the different options are, and a lot of it comes down to, you know what, let me, Gary, let me do this, too. I was going to take you, but let me take a break real quick. I know we're up against a break. Gary, hang tight. We'll come right back and talk to you. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto and Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto and Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto and Truck. 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass 
glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Drive Radio KLZ 560 and all of this gooseneck versus fifth wheel talk. I was just looking at some of the adapters, by the way, and it makes you wonder, will there be a trend now in the future with some of the RV makers to just go with a gooseneck adapter in the first place? And will the fifth wheel end of things start to just diminish altogether? And I don't know the answer to that. So I guess, Bobby, we'll just see how things go. Gary, though, you're next. What's going on, Gary? Hi, John. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. I'm calling regarding, uh, I have a 2001 Chevy Silverado, and the driver's side seat belt is starting to fray along the edge, like coming apart, and I didn't know if uh, it's possible to get a replacement, you know, that's, you know, safety-rated replacement. Great question. Bobby, top of your head? Yeah, yeah, you can definitely get replacement seat belt components. Um, it shouldn't be too difficult to locate i know a lot of the older vehicles as far as dealerships um part availability is becoming pretty correct correct that should be a relatively common part for that there's probably still something hanging out there for you the luck the good thing for you gary is on the chevy end of thing because it's got the bow tie on it typically Um, you'll be able to buy parts like bobby's saying for probably ever because uh, those are just those kinds of vehicles where they just keep making parts. And make, aftermarket will come along, keep making parts, making parts, because there was a gazillion of those trucks made. I mean, for example, I can go back and still buy a seatbelt for like a 72 GMC or Chevy because the aftermarket has kicked in and done that. But uh, to Bobby's point, you won't find that. I doubt you'll find that at the dealer now. Okay. So if I just go aftermarket, do I, is it better to take it to a shop and have something installed? Seatbelts are easy to put in. It's just that you, you need a Torx wrench. Got to torque it back in properly. So the Torx wrench that you'll need to get the Torx bolt out will need to be torqued back in correctly when you do the job. But as long as you've got that ability, they're yeah. they're not hard to change. Certainly a lot of torquing. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I kind of figured there was a certain torque specification. There will be. Yeah, that's and I think you know double check me, but it's probably going to be fifty pounds or so. But check you know don't don't take my word for it you need to look that up and double check it for sure and all and also okay. for everybody else listening don't buy you seat belts um you know this is your life that you're talking about the last thing you want is a seat belt coming out of a wrecked car where you really have no idea what the history was was it used in an accident is that why it's in the in the wrecking yard in the first place or you know the salvage yard in the first place i'm not a big fan of buying you seat belts okay i, p- I appreciate it just because of that that factor alone. And, and by the way, a shop will never put a used seat belt in liability-wise. If it comes to um, some of the, the newer cars, there's actually airbag functions, uh, oh, safety lock indicator or indicators built into the seat belt itself. So if the car was ever in a collision, anything like that, a lot of the times those do have to be replaced. Good point, Bobby. Yeah, good okay. point. All right. I appreciate your time. Okay, appreciate it very much. Thank you, Gary. And again, Bobby, Arvada West Truck and Auto, and uh, 
again, whatever you need from them, just go check them out. And they're, by the way, all of our shops, all of our shops are listed on the website, drive-radio.com, drive-radio.com. Just go, just anything anything you need, by the way. It doesn't matter where it's at, whatever part of town you're in, just go look it up. And as always, if any of you have specific questions, I know a lot of you will ask questions during the week. You'll send me text messages and so on. Text line is always open. I should mention that again, 307 200 307-200-8222. You can also go to the website, drive-radio.com, as I mentioned a moment ago. You can email us there. I know a lot of you do. And, and again, like I said earlier, what I will tell you is if you've got a long question, there's some research I'm going to have to go do. It's always best for me because of the amount of text messages I get on a daily basis, and we get a ton on the text line. Uh, what's best for me is if you got a long question, something that's just not a you know really quick answer back, email me. It's easier for me to keep track and trace what I'm doing. Sometimes I can forward that email. Somebody like Bobby, where I'm trying to get some input back from somebody like him, I can email it, get it back. We can all join in. That's hard to do on a text message, but doing it on email makes it way easier, and it's easier for me just to kind of keep track of what's going on and so on. So please, guys, let me know. Now, real quick, Bobby, one thing I was going to mention, too, which, which would be right up you guys' alley. Everybody today is looking at how do I save money on fuel. I'll be the first to tell you guys, I say this all during the week, properly maintaining your vehicle is the best way to save fuel at the pump. No, you don't need a new car. Okay? The cost of the new car far exceeds anything you think you're going to save by buying it. I mean, unless you're you're gaining 25, 30 miles to the gallon by switching cars, buying another car is typically not in the cards when it comes to saving money. Now, knocking off some, you know, adding some miles per gallon to what you own, very, very doable. few key things. Look for extra weight in the vehicle. If you have a bunch of extra weight in the vehicle, get rid of it. Weight means less fuel economy. That's what we're talking about even with towing and all of that. So even extra things in the trunk, things inside the vehicle. If there's extra things there you don't need, eliminate it. Aerodynamics. Every vehicle comes from the factory, especially for the last 20-plus years, built for whatever type of aerodynamics they can get a best out of that particular vehicle. And then we come along and screw it up with racks and ski racks and bike racks and basket racks and on and on we go and the funny thing about it is a lot of you guys will stick those things on and they stay on permanently even though the snow's gone the ski racks stay on every one of those items you're hanging on the car is costing you fuel economy in some cases believe it or not as much as one to two miles to the gallon depending upon the vehicle and what you hung on top of it or even behind it Aerodynamics is a big thing on vehicles. The, the better we are at that, the better your fuel economy is going to be. Really quick, uh, Bobby, Arvada, West Truck and Auto, what's your guys' address for folks that are maybe uh, listening? 11752 West 64th Avenue. So really over in Arvada area, folks. I know I sent a lot of you there. If you want to know exactly where that is or a phone number, Arvada, West Truck and Auto, just go check it out on the website. It's easy to find. Just go to drive-radio.com, all of our sponsors and shops. Are listed there. Guys, we got to get out of here. Sportsman of Colorado is coming up next. Bobby, great job. Thank you. For being the first time here. Appreciate yeah. it very much. So Enjoy thank you very it. much. We'll have you back. Jeff Kitty as well. Larry Unger answering phones and Charlie Grimes, our engineer. I'll be back Monday. Rush to Reason. Guys, have a fantastic weekend. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. 
That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.